News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. It's eight minutes after eight on News Talk Breakfast. When they are compiling reeling in the years, one of the big stories of 2023, though, will be the attack on Israel and Israel's subsequent response by invading Gaza and the Gaza Strip. The UN Security Council is now ready to vote on a ceasefire resolution for a fifth time after intense negotiations between the US and the United Arab Emirates. Sean Bell, former fighter pilot, now a military analyst, is with us on the line, uh, convincing the Americans to back the has been very difficult for pretty much the rest of the international community, but there would appear to be hope that they will toe the line this time, Sean. Well, yes, good morning. Um, The very fact that they've been trying to hold this UN Security Council resolution um, vote since Monday tells a a raft of stories. you'll, You'll know that the UN General Assembly has no actual power, but the Security Council does. And if they uh, vote on an, um, a proposal, then it has to be enforced. Now, the US is very clear that it doesn't want to impose a ceasefire on Israel um, for all sorts of reasons. And it also probably doesn't want to be told what to do by the fellow members of the UN Security Council, because they include Russia and China. So there'll always be some diplomatic sensitivity there. But the issue of aid is becoming a major issue for Gaza. And without some form of operational pause in the fighting, as we had before, um, aid just isn't flowing and it's getting desperate. And so it'll be really interesting to see the language. I don't think you've, or you sort of characterised it as a black or white, they finally agreed. What looks far more likely is they found a form of words that allows extra aid to flow, but without telling Israel that they have to stop the war. It will, though, send a message to Israel. The United States has traditionally backed them no matter what, um, supporting Israel in everything, uh, purely because that is their role as Israel's number one ally. Is that a chink in this armour? Well, yes, it is. But I think the the bigger reason for that is you'll recall that um, the US, in fact, the West generally, is always looking towards the end state. And that's a sort of two-state solution where... Palestinians and Israelis live, you know, coexist peacefully. Um, And that's always been the sort of uh, clear objective for this uh, operation. But Prime Minister Netanyahu and some of his colleagues have uh, come out about a week ago and finally said what many of us suspected for a long time was that they have no intention. Israel has no intention of following a two-state solution. Now, if that's the case, what is the end state? And it looks increasingly like a one-state solution. Now, that would be something that the US and the UK and others would struggle to support. And that's where the chink in the armour lies, because if this is actually all part of Israel's plan now to solve the Hamas problem by taking over the Gaza, by taking over the West Bank, that is not the same objective that the West and others believe is the right solution for this. And therefore, the US does not want to give the Israelis a blank check to go and just take over the whole of that area. So it is becoming incredibly sensitive. And um, and I suspect that's why behind the scenes, Prime Minister Netanyahu is coming under a lot of pressure from America at the moment. Of course, this is not a solution to the conflict. This won't bring about an end to it. This is a humanitarian pause to support the two million people who are in Gaza, who are running out of food, running out of water. And we know that their medical system has virtually collapsed. 
There is a long road to go before we reach a conclusion here. Israel has to either decide that it has completed its objective of destroying Hamas or the war will continue as long as Hamas, they perceive, is a threat. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Um, But it is interesting that um, the very fact we were just talking about America, America's tolerance for the escalating casualties. I mean, even if you just look at it objectively, Israel lost 1,200 people that fateful day on the 7th of October. But the reports now that there are over 20,000 Palestinian deaths, over 50,000 injuries, and many of those, the majority of those appear to be um, children. If you look at the devastation in Gaza, over 60% of the buildings are damaged in some way. The economy was already bad. It's going to be devastated by this and a humanitarian crisis. It's very difficult for the US to look on and let uh, Israel continue with this military campaign, given that I'm a former military guy. I cannot see how there is a military solution to this problem. Um, yes, you will devastate Hamas, but you can't destroy an ideology. I mean, even if there's one Hamas soldier with a gun, he represents a military capability and Iran will be more than happy to pile weapons back into Hamas's hands should, you know, should they need it. So ultimately, this will have to come down to a negotiated solution. And it's heartrending that despite 80 years of these sort of conflicts, um, the, the default setting at the moment is returning to military action rather than sitting around a table, however difficult that may be, and beating out, fighting out a, a proper long-term solution. Okay, we'll leave it there for now. Sean Bell, military analyst, thanks for joining us on News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.